Alright, let's go. <clears throat> this podcast contains, uh, explicit language, adult beverages, delicious tobacco, and, what's that say? Flagrant misuse of dice? What does that even mean? Who the hell wrote this? To hell with it. I need a drink. Huh? Oh, okay, whatever. <clears throat> this is the Dice and Pipes podcast. Crawling out from the abyss, the might and majesty, the magic, Dyson Pipes. It's very hot. So hot. I think it's, it's sticky. Yeah, it's more sticky. Than hot mine. time, summer in the city. Have to sing. Pick time, summer in the city. Pick no pain and wait no penny. Won't you please take me home? Ow, ow. Two totally different bands. It's not even the same song. <laughs> How did you draw the connection? Hey, Chris. Hey. How are you? Um, you've been singing a lot today. Yeah. Your, your, your reenactment of the amazing cover band that we were listening to on the, way, uh, on the way over here was just an amazing rendition. Who was that? Six, Six Feet, feet Under. under. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Graveyard Classics. Yes. I believe it's called. If, if you ever wanted to know how you can take... Um, somebody else's original music incorporated into your own in the worst, most horrendous sounding possible way. Oh, Jesus Christ, here we go. Just be prepared, people. Smoke on the water. The fire in the sky. Yeah. The ride was borderline painful. Like, for once, the traffic actually was not bad, right? I, I think we made pretty good time with traffic. It's just the, the, the fucking, the, the sound waves that were penetrating my, uh, my brain, my eardrums, my inner ear canal. The, the fact that my brain had to process such puke between Six Feet Under's cover album, um, uh, which, by the way, I'm a big fan of uh, their cover of uh, Jimi Hendrix's Purple Haze. That was, that was awesome. <laughs> uh, and that... Fucking horrendous YouTube channel we were watching. It, I am more interested in talking. At, at least you got to cleanse my palate with some mega death. Yes. With sweating bullets. Yeah, why not? Hello, me. Meet the real me. You're my misfits. When I'm alive. Dog, bag, bag, bag. Value possession. Great story. Tell it to TV guy to read his digest. <laughs> I am more interested in discussing the trip into work and the discussion we were having about the best um, 80s movies. Oh, my God. And how in the flying squirrel shit, Scarface didn't make the top 70. 68. What? It was top 68. 
Why? Listen, why? Because every top list starts at sixty-eight. That's why. How the fuck do you not know this? You ever go to Ranker.com? Every list starts with sixty-eight. Yeah, why the fuck would you start it at sixty-eight? Like, where does that number come from? And how does Scarface not make the top sixty-eight? And listen, if it doesn't make the top sixty-eight, that's fine. But when then when I see when Harry met Sally as like number three, number three, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Or footloose, footloose. Wow, wow. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. I guarantee. Now, now you have to wonder: Is everybody, everybody who's an actor or actress in all the movies, all sixty-eight titles that they, uh, excluding Scarface, of course, um, are they all within six degrees of Kevin Bacon? I think the point is, yes, everyone is six degrees away from Kevin Bacon. I think that's like the, the point. Well, I think the point is in just the world, you're always six degrees away from somebody, aren't you? That's that's the whole hook. But then Kevin Bacon's the joke about it because he's been right. in every horrible, horrendous movie and series. Really, the, the point mm-hmm. is we're really only one degree away from each other. Wow, that is very... Very sweet. I, I think we need to be the be all end all of ranking shit from this yes. this time moving forward. From this point forward. What is sure. And we kind of did this a little bit uh for our own entertainment. By the way, is this for D D? Oh yeah, of course it is. Yeah. I need dice. Because you know sure as shit I'm fucking I'll be rolling. As as surely as the sun rises in the west and sets in the south, right? <laughs> uh, what are your top five? Oh, an impromptu in list. No particular order. Your top five eighties mm-hmm. movies. When Harry Met Sally. Mm-hmm. That's up there. Yeah. Top five eighties movies. Dude, now I gotta like think back to this fucking list. So long ago. Top Gun. Okay. I'm just a big fan. I agree. That's probably in a, in a five. Yeah. Yeah. That might be that might be my five. Um, dude, I am a big fan of Scarface. Scarface would have to be on that list. I had the poster, you know, as yeah. a kid, you know. Um, Gremlins? No. I'll, just, I'll start throwing 80s movies uh, at you. I, 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 wouldn't, I, would not include, uh, uh, I would not include Back Gremlins. to the Future. Nah, great movie. I enjoyed it, but... Um, Oh, let me just pull up the list to kind of refresh. There was a lot going on at work that really completely purged out that conversation and right. replaced it with some very fascinating information that we learned last night. Yes. You, you know what movie wasn't on the on the list, which was actually... On the what? On Dice and Pipes, when you fuck up your words, you roll a D20. Anything higher than a 10, you are saved from drinking. 19. Oh, shit. Um, Fuck me, then. Well, I got fucked up because I said wrist because I was trying to say Roadhouse. Roadhouse. I enjoyed that movie. Top five. Okay. I I think I can do this. All right. In no particular order. Correct. I don't even know if I can end at five, but here. Full Metal Jacket. Yes. Which may be number one. Out of all the movies that I list, I'll probably have seen that movie the most. Um, Scarface has to be on there. Blade Runner. Just a, a guilty pleasure. You know, I think that was like my first foray into this like futuristic sci-fi world. Cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then like one of the first experiences, and, and I think we talked about this on the uh, 
on the on the meet the the player and and GM. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Shadowrun, I was like yeah. very big into, and so you know, it's just that whole futuristic sci-fi shit that was that was pretty cool. Princess Bride, yes, another classic. Uh, what was that? Three, The Shining, yeah, another one of my favorites. That's four. Oh man, five is tough. Five is very tough. Dude, Aliens is a good one. War Games with Matthew Broderick. That was a good one. I like that. Dune. Dune was such a great movie. But if I had to round it out, I would choose Crocodile Dundee. Wow. Now that's a knife. You call that a knife? Uh, Wow. I mean, Dundee came out of nowhere. When was uh, Debbie Does Dallas? Was that the 80s? No, I think that was the 70s. Really? Yeah. That was a Spielberg movie, right? Uh, Did he do that? That checks out. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, I think my list would be, so your list again uh, for everyone, Top Gun. Yeah, I would say, okay, okay. So in all seriousness, Top Gun, um, Full Metal Jacket, Scarface. Now I feel like I want to change. Because there's like a sleeper that I, it's just, it, it's like haunting me as a child. I just loved it. Uh, the Shining. Die Hard. Okay. Yeah. All right. See, I, my, I, I agree with that list. For me personally, I would have to swap something out for Breakfast Club. Um, part, of, part of me feels like I should swap something out for The NeverEnding Story. Don't fucking tell me that you were not a big fan of Atreyu. I, yeah, I like that movie. No, I was talking about the band. Oh. No, the movie. Settle down. Um, listen. All I was going to do, okay. y- you fuck, all I was going to do was try and figure out where I would put that in the list. That's all I was That's about it. to do. Okay, I'm sorry. No, l- let's hear your talk. I don't thing. want you to be sorry. No, I, I am want sorry. To, I want you to be better. Okay, hashtag sorry, not sorry. <laughs> sorry, you're right. Fucking sorry. Um, I think Top Gun goes. I think Top Gun goes to six. Top Gun would be six for you. Yeah, but and I think you would keep Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. Scarface. Scarface. Um, Breakfast Club. Shining. Dude, it's so hard to do. Yeah. But before we record, I just want everybody out there to know. Like before we recorded, I thought you were saying The Little Mermaid was. You were a big fan of Ariel and. Uh, yeah, but then I found out it didn't come out in the 80s. But it did, actually. 89. It's okay. You don't have to be embarrassed. Disney movies are okay. Yeah. What are you doing? Put your pants back on. What? I'm Yeah. Put, oh, that's gross. <laughs> Stop. No, I don't want to date you. Ew. See, I could do that too. There's a cream for this. You're like the Prince of Lies. What? That's, that's your problem. You're the fucking Prince of Lies. We're going to have to do a top 10 episode. We are. Yeah, yeah. We got to do that. We are. Um... All right, so uh, find us on Instagram and Twitter, Twitter, and uh, Reddit, Dyson Pipes. Oh, my God. I don't know what happened. (coughs) Okay, I'm good. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, What has uh, the Dyson Pipes tobacconist, Clyde Von Helwind, provided for your pipe today? Peter Stokeby. 
Luxury Navy Flake. Oh, I love a little Eric Stokeby. His his twice removed cousin, Eric. No, this is Peter. Petter. Petter. Petter so Stokeby. Luxury Navy Flake. And I'm smoking. I don't know. If, have I smoked this on the show yet? I know I've brought it. I just don't know if I've said That's that I've usually it. the the. This is like my car pipe. What were you gonna say? I see the I face. Said, that's usually the pipe that I smoke on the show. Oh really? The the, the oh that's ants? right. We do have yeah. the uh, we have the same pipe. So this is my uh, little bones ants, and I use this for like Virginia's or Virginia Perry, which is good because it's very 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 small. Yeah, very small. So I stuff like like three quarters of a flake in this son of a bitch, and smoke away. Not swing away. Right. Like a line from one of my favorite movies of all time, Signs. You have horrible taste in movies. What are you saying? I'm saying you have horrible taste in movies. You have horrible taste in music, um, movies. What? You, you know what? You have Dude, horrible you taste. You just admitted that we were listening to Six Feet Under's rendition of Smoke on the Water. <laughs> so let's fucking s- <laughs> slow the rolls, the kids are saying. You uh, you have horrible taste in all of multimedia. <laughs> wow. wow. Wowie. It's um, funny that uh, we often... Um, By the way, usually my, my sound is a Zippo. I mean, we're all out of sorts today. Dude, I'm like a fucking crackhead. Well, see, here's well, what happened. You're a crackhead. Is we, we have a gameplay session. Oh, yeah, I think that's fair. You should explain why this is going to sound fucked up. Yeah, we have a gameplay session for today. But for some reason, we recorded it. Not for some reason, because of alcohol. Yeah. We recorded a one-hour chunk by itself. And normally I would say, oh, maybe something happened. We had to stop. But we never stopped. We kept recording because there's another session that's four hours long after this one. This one was independently labeled. I don't know what the fuck happened. How long do you think we racked our brains in the car that one day trying to figure out how we were so fucked up with this episode? How long does it take to get to work? About an hour and a half? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About uh, an hour and a half. And we still didn't come to a resolution. No, we just accepted the fact that it, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. And I'm leaving for vacation in a mere 48 hours. So we, we had to just jump in here real quick and do this fucking son of a bitch. Uh, and it's good because it is hot and muggy, and we we've been. I will say we've been pretty um, lucky with the our recording days, where it always seems like it's fucking balls hot all week, and yeah. the day we record is mild. Um, this now, well, the sacrifice is we have to deal with the sounds of a mansion being built across yes, the street from you, a McMansion going yes. up across the street. Uh, and now it looks like the skies are mere moments away. Oh, it's supposed to pour today. Yes, yeah, it's, it's going to get bad. Uh, I guess I'm not cutting the lawn. Fuck. We're going to have to just meet up in Tamriel. Oh, dude. Have we noticed, by the way, uh, let's just point this out. Uh, it seems like every episode <laughs> we start complaining that we've gotten balls deep into yet another video game. Yeah. We do have lives. Are you sure? And we have wives. Uh, well, that I know I'm sure of, but lives? Dude, my life now is spent smoking pipes, buying tobacco, mm-hmm. recording a podcast, and playing video games with you. And, and usually we can I do, do this. Two, two out of the three of those at the same time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I do this little side thing called work. All right, so we got the uh, the Stokeby, the Luxury Flake. Uh, luxury Navy Flake and my Bones uh, little mini ants pipe. And the Luxury Navy Flake, that's a Burley? A burly? No, 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 no. It's a, uh, it's a Vapor. A vapor. But it's like a very subtle vapor. Like the, the parique is like very... Subdued. M- muted. Yeah. It's in the background. It's in the background. It's a supporting player. Uh, yes. Um, in a minor role. Yes. Yes. Uh, Clyde has provided for me um, some uh, 
an aro- aromatic. Um, I'm having a hard time kicking the aromatics. I'm wait. It sounds like they're building a stadium across the street. No, it sounds like there was already like fans supporting a sporting event, yes. and then they're just building around it. Uh, Constant yelling. Yes. It's like somebody just scored a fucking. It's the goal. Mexicanos. See. Si. <laughs> um. So I have this aromatic, uh, this this bull run. I like it a lot. It's uh, it's cheap. It's it's in a bag. It's like Captain Black. Uh, this was only like four bucks, I think. This uh, Brigadier Black Bull Run. It's like a honey vanilla, uh, and I believe it's made by Sutliff. Yes, Sutliff, a MacBaron company. Yes. Yeah, I think I had it once. It's it's pleasant. It's yeah. good. I just I don't know what it is. Like the the aromatics just don't do it for me anymore. So now I'm waiting for. Haunted Bookshop to come in because I'm obsessed. You ordered it? I am obsessed Wait. with... No, not yet. Oh. Uh, I'm obsessed with making this haunted ghost ship. Oh, yes. And I believe the last time we talked about this, that episode hasn't released yet. So now, now we're all fucked up. I'm oh, referencing things in the future. This is like this is like that movie Time Cop with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Like if now if we touch each other, we're going to fuck up the uh, fabric of... Yeah, JCVD isn't somebody to be fucked with. No. Not at all. Uh, what has our sommelier provided for you? I'm I'm very happy that we're back with the fucking twelve pound glasses. Yes, and uh, little uh, Buchanan's Deluxe, ah. which is kind of shitty because like we were drinking coffee, mm-hmm. and so yeah. I, like I have coffee on my palate, and now I'm fucking drinking blended scotch. Yeah, and smoking fucking tobacco. It's kind of weird. It's a lot of shit going on. Yeah, yeah. I have uh, really fucking thrown everything for a loop. I am not drinking scotch. Stop it. Nor am I drinking whiskey or well, bourbon. I was about to, uh, scotch is whiskey. Well, none, none of the above. E or no E? Uh, I put the E in parentheses. You know that. Of course. Uh, I am drinking Lead Slinger's Rum, and it is delicious. It pairs very nicely with this aromatic. It's a sweeter uh, rum. Seems to be something uh, like I can envision pirates drinking that. <laughs> yes, indeed. Old Dick Belly and his bottle of rum. <laughs> uh, getting a lot of a lot of thumbs up on the pirate character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a yeah. fan favorite. Yeah, yeah. The pirate's good. My last podcast, I had some of these characters like the the pirate. His name in the last podcast was Captain Assbutt. So you've gone from one great name to another one. Yeah. Ass butt to dick belly. I owe dick belly. <laughs> uh, what an assortment of alcohol, by the way, in front of us. So yeah, yeah, yeah. the Lead Slinger's rum, right? The Buchanan's, the Chivas, and the uh, Do you want to try it, by the way? There was only like a sip left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- that's me. a sip. Half a glass. It's not half a glass. That's fucking half a don't, glass. Don't be that guy. In take, a 12-pound glass. It's like 14 yeah, yeah, pounds, yeah. right? Yeah. It's good for curls. Yeah, it's very smooth. Yeah, it's nice. It actually has a really good aftertaste. I like it a lot. Unless that was your backwash. No, 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 no. Well, we have uh, we have a cool gameplay session lined up today. Uh, we're going to learn a little bit more about this uh, Cassandra Honorstone person and your budding relationship with uh, Max. Please stop it. Please. <laughs> <laughs> but before we do that, I'd like to propose a toast. And we're doing something very specific today. 
and we may be opening Pandora's box, which is never good. I've seen Hellraiser. Yes. Uh, Pinhead is a son of a bitch. So for the first time ever in the history of the Dyson Pipes program, we are doing an on-demand toast. On demand. Somebody out there in the ether mm-hmm. sent me this message. Do a toast to assholes on bikes. And it got the old brain ticking. How much you should charge them for bringing it up on the podcast. Right. Yes. And until I nail down that number, I think it's only fair to let people send in toasts if they want. I like that. Uh you can hit us up on the Twitter. You can hit us up on the, the Insta chats, the, the Reddits, uh, email, DysonPipes at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, if you have a toast. And you would like for it to be read out on the show. Yes. And I will say that, at least for me, I'm not going to speak for you. I will add the appropriate amount of ire <laughs> and hatred <laughs> to whatever your toast is. Uh, so to my friend uh, Guy Kane who is the author of, uh, one of the authors. An author. Of, yes, Tales of Junction. Uh, find it on Amazon. It's a great book. It's a zombie zombie book. Uh, he would like to propose a toast to assholes on bikes. And when he says bikes, I assume he means bicycles. Yeah, yeah, I would think bicycles. Like a penny farthing. A penny farthing, if you would. Yes. Now, I I, I don't know about you, mm-hmm, and I don't mm-hmm. know about Guy Kane. I don't know about anybody who's listening. <clears throat> but I, I believe that there are two different categories of assholes on bikes. All right. I, I, check that. I believe there are three different categories. Three. Yes. Thrice so, over. Thrice over. So you have the, uh, the typical jerk-off that you'll see in the country, right? Like riding a trail. He's got the... He's got his helmet on. Oh, the little paps... Uh, the... the Paps? No, he knapsack. doesn't. He doesn't have a pap smear. He has a knapsack. I don't know where you were going with that. Fuck. Yeah, man. he's got a little backpack. Glenn, he's riding maybe with his with his kid. Glenn, don't fail me. He's oh, a, come on, you fucking oh, scumbag, yes. son of a bitch! You rolled a one. Oh no, it's a seven. You, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm treating what? it like a one. No, you're not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, can you pour me something into my? Uh, this hasn't actually aired yet because the episodes where I introduced this goblet haven't happened. Haven't so don't don't mention yet. what we were about to do. No, no, no. I have to. We'll, we'll just announce it now. Uh, okay, Jesus, fuck. What? That was a fucking small sip. So uh, my my dear friend Sam went to England. You'll hear this in a few weeks. Uh, so the abbreviated version for now is he got me a goblet of a hand holding a goblet. It's like Inception. And I've decided to use this as my... When I roll a one for my roll to drink. Uh, now I rolled a seven, but stupid me thought it was a one. Yes. And since I've already given so much fanfare, I might as well just stick to this. And I have a I have a little mini toast that I have to say every time I have to drink from this goblet. So to kinsmen and fumbles. By the way, I do hold it up in the air for nobody except for Chris. Because obviously nobody else is here. You're holding the wrist of another man. Your dick. Well, I'm just, I'm just pointing it out. You're gonna make me spit. This no, out. no, no. I, was, I just wanted to, I just wanted to let everybody know. 
Uh, by the way, before I continue on my um, yes, I'm my sorry. three categories of uh, bicyclists, I just want to welcome to uh, I just want to welcome those who are listening from Serbia, Serbia, Serbia. Mm. Now you had made the astute observation that most likely um, there is the high potential that. <laughs> That's how you say hello. I want them to feel welcome. Oh. I think they say hello by saying hello because they most likely are they're in the... They're fleeing Carbamia. <laughs> no, they're in the United States military. Ah, yes. And if that is the case, we appreciate your service here on the Dyson Pipes podcast. Okay, maybe that last part played a lower volume. <laughs> so anyway, my three categories of uh, of bicyclists. So you have the, the douchebags that live in the country, right? They they ride on trails, trails that cut across streets, and these are the people that have no fucking consideration for the cars that travel because there is that small sign that says, "Be aware of crossing bicyclists," with a horrible fucking sign with like mm-hmm. a, a dad and his kid on a bike, and with reckless abandon, they never look left or right; they just go. And assume that you're going to stop. That, I believe, is category number one. Category number two are the people that think that they are Lance Armstrong. Ah. They wear the full fucking gear. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, they it adds to their out. aerodynamicity. Yes. Like, it's very painful when you're driving. Again, we'll use the country as an example. On a, on a country road, especially a hilly one, and now they have to take their ass off of the seat, right? Because they got to get leverage on the pedals. Because they're an amateur. They don't know what gear the fucking bike should be in. And as you're driving behind them on this windy, hilly road, you get to see the contours of their ball sack. <laughs> and if they're, being, if they're being true to their hero... Right. Uh, it's well, it's kind of angled to one side. Right, yeah. There's only one. Only one... He's only playing with one nut. Bingo. Woo. His nickname is Uno. And category number three. Yes. Are the inconsiderate pricks that we get to deal with. These self-righteous, pompous, fucking jerk-offs that bike in the city. That feel as though the roads... I'm sorry, they don't call them roads. The streets are theirs. They don't call them roads. In the city, they're streets. Isn't it like tomato, tomato? Well, streets and roads. Yeah, for the most part, it's the same thing. But if you if you talk to city folk and you say roads, they they kind of look at you sideways. They're like, nah, brah, they're streets or avenues. I witnessed mm-hmm. category three bike traveling down the street or avenue or avenue in uh, Manhattan, I believe. Oh, okay. And there was a cop uh, pulled over uh, with his lights on, I guess probably writing a ticket to somebody or, you know, pulling a car over or whatever the fuck. Uh, and this Category 3 bicyclist rolls by and just yells as he's passing, You're in the bike lane. To the cop. Yeah. Uh, cops should store rocks in their car. <laughs> or. Take his, he should take his nightstick and throw it into his wheel oh, yes. as he goes by. Like I used to do to old Billy McSon of a bitch when I was growing up. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what my favorite thing is about bicyclists. Few things in this world or any other bring more joy to me than when I see one of those white memorial bikes chained to a light pole. And I know... That some category three fuck 
was flattened like a possum with two wheels. That's what the white bikes are for? Yes. It's a memorial that some fuck was run down by a car because they're driving on a fucking street. I'm trying to figure out which category I despise more. Three for me. Yeah, really three. Uh, so the the guys in like the outfits. Yeah, I have such a hard time with them. That just that's you're just, a fucking pretender. Yeah, but it's frustrating. The problem is, <clears throat> but you're impersonating a real bicyclist, dude. You can't handle the Tour de France. You watch these Please guys. Stop the Tour de France. Oh, I said it wrong. Should I? I, I, I have to roll. The tour, that's what you're saying. The Tour de France. Of course, he's French. Listen to this ridiculous accent. <laughs> I don't know. They're up there. They're up there. Category one, they're just cunts. Right? They're just... What was category one again? Those who were oblivious to the world. They're out there with their oh, kids. Just, la, 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 la. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they wear a helmet, but Here's they're only the doing like four miles an hour. Like if they fell, it Cat- would do nothing. Category three. Yes. It's its own monster, but it's also a combination of category one and two. Well, I was about to say, there are subcategories of category three, right? You have like these courier bikes. Mm-hmm. You have these assholes that work for bodegas that are like delivering food, and they ride these fucking stupid like battery bikes, which if there's one thing that I cannot fucking stand is the laziness of purchasing a bicycle and then installing this piece of equipment that allows you to store the energy off of your pedals into... This motor. E-bikes. Yeah, it's an e-bike. It's fucking obnoxious, dude. Don't get a bicycle then. Get a moped. Rent those fucking... What are those stupid things called in New York? Those like rental mopeds? Just like... Revo? Revo. $15 an hour, by the way, for those out there that haven't uh, used one. Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer, do. I'm half crazy all for the love of you. It won't be a stylish marriage. I can't afford a carriage. But you'll look sweet upon the seat of a bicycle built for two. You're welcome. Who's that, Willy Wonka? Uh, That was... Where the fuck did that just come from? Nat King Cole. You may have heard of him. Wow, you really did that justice. That's a and I thought you crushed it with Sinatra. But you've just you've taken this this podcast to a whole <laughs> new level. <laughs> I I I I love when I just suck the air out of the room. Dude. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Let, let's try to get this back on the uh, on the rails here. How are you with with bicyclists who don't follow bicyclists? Bicyclists. Scotch is kicking in already. Fuck two in a row. How are you with these cunts? How about that cunts who do not follow traffic laws? 
like let's say they're they're biking down the the wrong way of a street, let's say, or uh, um, like does it bother you that they run red no, lights? No, because ultimately I know they will end up as a white bike. Wow. Wow. There recently was a video. Did you see this video? I think it was in Coney Island. It was on Coney Island Avenue where there, there is a bicycle. And, and surprise, this was not even his fault. It was just being that, that whole old adage, being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Ah, yes. So you have, a, uh, you have what looks to be an Uber. He's pulled up at a red light. So he has the, uh, the front-facing recording device. And off to his right is a male on a bicycle. Okay. So he's on the right. He's actually waiting on the red light because this is a, a fairly busy intersection in Brooklyn. Um, there is a vehicle that is traveling from the left-hand side of the screen. So it's coming across the screen. So for you, if you're looking, it's coming this way. Now you're the Uber driver. So it's coming from the left to the right. There is a car that's coming towards the Uber driver that's recording, blows the red light, Oh shit! crushes the car that had the green, pushes that car right into the fucking bicyclist. White bicycle. A white bicycle was born. No fault of his own. <laughs> but it's almost created the same way as a star. There it's was like just tinkle, t- tinkle bell. Tink, right, tink, tinkle, Fuck. tinkle, tinkle. It's like Tinker Bell. Tinkle Bell. Start, what is it when you start clapping? She gets her wings. When when what the fuck? Tinkle Bell. Tinker Bell. When you clap, Tinker Bell gets her wings. That's an eleven. Are you thinking of like uh, in Peter Pan when Tinker Bell? Is damaged <laughs> due to like daddy issues? No. <laughs> what, what do you mean damaged? When she when she's injured, uh, and I, what is it? You sing or you clap? Okay, not, I'm gonna no, have no, to no, look we it don't. Up. Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna agree with you. Yes, Brian, you're correct. Please, no, please don't look it up. Please don't, look, looking it up. Please don't look it up. Please, it's gonna cause you to sing some Peter Pan song. <laughs> oh boy. I thought you were referring to uh, It's a Wonderful Life, and every time you hear a bell ring, an angel gets its wings. But you're going with Tinkle Bell. Does she wear Depends? She has a hard time with... What's that called? Continence? I regret doing this. How to heal Tinker Bell is what I put into my search engine. <sighs> Result number one. Are Tinker Bell and Periwinkle twins... Result number two, how to masturbate with your finger in your asshole. <laughs> what are you reading? I don't even know what that means. It's the same as not having a chick with lipstick. I'm sure it falls along the same Fucking lines. Fucking Donna or whatever the fuck her name was. Uh, Hannah. I know Hannah. I'm coming for Hannah. Still upset. I- I'm very upset by this. I am very upset. You know who's not upset? Hannah. No, wait, wait, hold, hold on. Who's not upset? All the girls with lipstick. Yeah, because who the fuck wants to go down on Hannah? That's right. Because we know Hannah's type. We've seen this before. Yeah, she's an unshaven, uncleansed bush. Like, take some fucking shears to that bitch. It's a fucking weird episode. Yeah, this is going to be a fucking... Well, <laughs> people are going to wonder what the fuck... And, and because of this, this is what's going to like push people over to Warhammer. Which I would imagine at some point you're going to throw in a Warhammer commercial on this. 
I didn't really want to. It's a lot of extra work. <laughs> Oops. Uh, maybe I've already done it. Maybe it's already done. We don't know. Maybe I just started with the intro to Warhammer for Twice. like three minutes and then just cut back <laughs> over to this. Who uh, knows? You never know. Big uh, surprise. <clears throat> the biggest problem I have mm-hmm. with the bicyclists that ignore the, uh, the, the rules and regs of the road, okay. if it were, is they'll blow past red lights going the wrong way, do all kinds of wild shit. Right. And when a car almost transmogrifies them into a white bicycle, uh, they fucking start losing their shit like it's the car's fault. Yeah. That's my biggest problem. Like all the all the jokes aside, that's why those people are terrible human beings. I'm I'm convinced that they are one of the most hated groups in all of New York City. And and in any city that employs these bike lanes. What's also funny is, to your point, you have these bicyclists. They go fucking balls to the wall, right? Like this guy that we saw the other day when we were driving in. For the even the smallest thing that would get in front of him, he was making the most over exaggerated moves yes. on his bike. Yeah, this guy looked like he looked like he was like a BMX stuntman going right. down like some fucking mountain in Sedona. It, it was insane. The guy is all over the place, and there's nothing in his way. He was just being fucking totally insane. Um. And this is what makes me laugh. You have these, these they're doing like parkour with their bikes, but God forbid you're double parked in a bike lane. Like they're looking to smash the windows out of yeah, your car. Yeah. And everyone knows you're not supposed to parkour unless you have soaps. You know what I mean? Soaps. Yeah, the soap shoes. Like slick bottom shoes. Soaps. But why would you want slick bottom shoes? Like, don't you want grippy For shoes? Freestyle walking. Well, that's not parkour. Yeah. Well, that's like. Freestyle walking is parkour for, like, the elderly. No. Sure it is. Freestyle walking is parkour's awesome grandfather. Yeah, who has dementia, and he keeps giving you money because he forgot that he gave you money yesterday. Or you're stealing it out of his wallet when he's sleeping. (laughs) Either way. Uh, I was the victim of a long-range bicycle ride once. Long range? Yep, I did a 40-mile bike ride. Long range or long rage? I had a long spat of rage during my long range bike expedition. 40 miles through all five boroughs of New York City. So you're one of these assholes that get all the highways shut down because you have to go tour New York City on a bicycle. Uh, To be fair, Mm -hmm. I had just moved Mm -hmm. to the area. I didn't realize it was that big of an issue because I was I was ignorant, you know. Because the internet wasn't invented back then. Okay, like it, I'm I'm just why would, I, the, why would I look it up? Um, because if I'm about to sit my ass on a fucking bicycle seat for forty miles, I don't know. I might I might do a little research, find out where I'm going. This was in mm-hmm. two thousand six. Okay. Was Google a thing back then? Yes. It was. I doubt that. No, it was. It I was. doubt that. I doubt that severely. You don't think Google was a thing? Nope. All right, you got your phone. Well, you have, you, you have a very smug look on your face. Because I, I, I know 100% you're wrong. Uh, considering uh, Google was officially launched in 1998. As what? As Google. Right, but what, what did they do? They weren't a search engine. 
Uh, history of Google. The Google company was officially launched in 1998 by Larry Page and Sergey Brin to market Google Search. To market it. They didn't actually have it yet. It's well known. They didn't get that until 2009. Yeah, likely story. Uh, which has become the most widely used web-based search engine. Page and Brin, students at Stanford, developed a search algorithm in 1996. Right, but they didn't turn it on until 2009. They were working out the kinks. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't because you know Wikipedia is the most trusted source of information mm-hmm. out there. The number one name in news. Yeah, I, I can't read anything on Wikipedia until I fucking go through the uh, the begging for money to donate now. I can either donate now, donate later, or no thanks. Where is Tab Four? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> now, how did you arrive at? Did you type in Wikipedia directly, or did you? Uh, no, 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 no. I typed into. I don't use Google. I use Bing. Uh, Not that they're any so, better. So but. Bing is using its propaganda to lie about Google. No, I I typed. You're in, on the dark web right now. That's what I'm saying. I've made it. I, I do need a kidney. I've seen a couple of white bikes on Broadway. That might be other. Can sell them. Google, an IPO for Google was taking place in 2004. So their search engine was definitely up. Mm-hmm. In 2009. They had a ribbon cutting ceremony and everything. No. It was Ask Jeeves up until 2008. From 2008 to 2009, mm-hmm. it was Ask.com. Then they merged and became one in the singularity with Google. No. Google.com was launched September 15, 1997. Right. As a search engine. No. 21 years ago. Right. They, they launched, but they didn't turn on the search engine until 2009. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You're nope. not listening to me. No, I'm, I'm listening. So, two scumbags. Oh, wait. We're not going to hear about your 40-mile bike story? It was fucking terrible. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) I rode a fucking bicycle. I hadn't ridden a bicycle since I was 10. And here I am as a grown-ass man riding a bicycle. I couldn't remember how to turn. I almost died in Central Park. I'm going down a hill at like Mach 5. So your entire history as a child, you probably haven't put 40 miles on the bike. Now you're going to do it in one day. Yeah. How, how were your inner thighs and ball sack by the time you were done? Fine. It was the asshole that hurt. I felt like I had hemorrhoids. Your asshole hurt? Yeah. And I had an office job. I had to sit at a cubicle the next day. Were you riding the uh, South Park version of a bicycle? I don't know what that means. You, you've, but it fucking hurt. Your, your butthole. It felt like there was hemorrhoids in the ache. In the hiney hole. In the ache. You had to go home and, and finger blast it with some lotion. Off. What is it with you and the finger blasting today? What? You're, you're kind of you're, you're starting to you're starting to hurt my feelings if I'm going to be completely honest. What happened? Uh, yeah, I had to ride through all five boroughs. I that's when I also realized how steep the grade was on a bridge. We ended on the Verrazano Bridge, and looking at the Verrazano Bridge, it looks like a fucking a piece of cement that crosses over the water. Yeah, yeah, connects yeah. very level. Riding it, I thought I was on Mount Everest. <laughs> Good. Uh, by the way, when uh, I almost became a white bike, no way, oh, that close. Oh, that's not good. I felt my heart almost explode. And your asshole. Um, the, I'm just no, no, no. Look, I'm asking questions, uh-huh. right? That's what we do here. We're that's just trying true. to get to the truth. <laughs> we blow things wide open. Yeah, just we're trying to uncover the mystery behind Dyson pipes. Um, 
when when uh, this kind fella guy came when he uh, when he pitched this question, did he uh, did he have any input on on his experiences with uh, with these bicyclists? All he did was he added a picture. Uh, it's like a meme. Mm-hmm. And the picture is a, a a picture of a guy on a bicycle in a city. It says, "I'm setting up a help group for bike riders who ignore red lights. Please feel free to join." Cyclists unable to notice traffic signals, or as I like to call you, cunts. <laughs> All right, so he uses the same verbiage that I like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cyclists unable to notice traffic signals. C-U-N-T-S. I like that. It's an acronym. So, a toast to assholes on bikes. There you go. Cunts, if you would. I am Dungeon Master, your guide in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. So, <clears throat> Maximo is away uh, getting some drinks. Shoot away, perhaps, would be the better, uh, the better way to, to phrase that. Uh, so, Cassandra is very... Um, not regally dressed, I wouldn't say. Um, eclectically dressed. That that struggling artist, starving artist look. Okay. Real hippie-ish. Um, lots of random feathers poking out and, and shawls wrapped around. And very strange looking person. Um, possibly could be attractive if she wasn't covered in such weird shit. Uh bird bones like hanging from a sleeve that she stitched on a very patchwork looking woman um would you say based on this outfit she stands out in this place yeah so this isn't some fashion trend that seems to be no. like all the rage in in the capital city no okay but the capital city is also a lot like i would say a lot like new york city right. where nobody's really paying attention to anything Right. There and is no compassion. It's it's an annoyance, right? And in in most places, if a, a person has a seizure or something like that and falls on the ground, everyone stops and tries to help them. Right. In New York City, you step over them because they're inconvenienced. Right. They're getting in your way. Yeah. Okay. That's very much how this city feels. Okay. So while yet yeah, for somebody like you who's fresh to the city, this person stands out uh, glaringly. Uh. But the other patrons in the bar don't seem to really care. Right. They pay no mind to her. Yeah. It's just business as usual. Right. Okay. Um, you know, if you were to walk to other tables, you might hear them poking fun at her outfit. But nothing that's... Ooh, that's nothing that's one. really... Uh, people aren't staring and oogling. Okay. Uh, so her friend's name is Floon. Floon Blagmar. So she tells you... Um, He's got more beauty than brains. Uh, I'm worried he took a bad way home a couple nights ago and was kidnapped. Or worse. Uh, if you agree to track him down with all due haste, I can offer you ten gold now and ten times that when you find him. Must be a really close friend. He is a very dear friend. And she slides uh, a bag, presumably carrying 10 gold pieces, towards you and then throws another one next to it for 
Maximo whenever he finds his way back. All right, so I reach down to the table. I don't grab the gold. I grab my drink. I okay. just leave the gold there. Were you with him uh, that night that he disappeared? Yes. We were at the Skewer Dragon. It's a bar in the uh, the old docks ward to the north of the city. Did he get drunk at the bar before you left? Um, I wouldn't say anything more than outside his normal uh, revelry. Do you two find yourselves going there a lot together? We go out a lot together, but... Have you ever been there? Uh, we've been there before, yeah. Okay. Is it common that you tend to leave before he does? We usually split up, but when the hour gets late, I, I start to get tired, and we'll, we'll split up ways okay. uh, often. Is he the type that likes to close the bar down? Sometimes, yeah. It depends on his mood that night. You remember what he was wearing? Yeah, he, uh, he dresses very uh, flamboyantly. Um... I can't remember the exact composition that he was wearing, but uh, needless to say, he always uh, tries to adorn himself reg- with lots of regalia. He's, uh, he's very handsome. He wears uh, his hair flowing. It's red. How tall of a fella is Floon? I would say average height. Maybe a little, little taller than you. Is he a skinny guy? Yes. Anything else about him stand out? No. Nothing uh, Nothing that I notice anyway. Has he spoken about or have you gotten the idea that he's been in some sort of trouble? Would anybody be after him? To your knowledge. I don't think so. What does he do? Uh, he does some bureaucracy for the Empire. Very boring work if you ask me. And how long has he been missing for? A couple of days. Has this been reported to the Empire? Because I would imagine he's not showing up for work. Is there a concern there that you might know about? Mm, I don't think so. Nothing that he's ever mentioned to me. Who else was with you at the bar? Random people. Oh, so not like a group of friends going no. out. Just, just it was just flume to blow it off steam. Yes. You and the flume. Me and the flume. We, uh... We were there for a few hours, uh, did some drinking, did some gambling. Um, did I you guess, win? Uh, <laughs> I always win. Did he win? Uh, win some, lose some. How much do you think he might have been throwing around the table? Oh, he's not like that. Nothing. He gambles more for sport. So Okay. So I you don't think he was borrowing money from people? Oh. No, he, he doesn't seem like a very stressed out person. Uh, and I, I, I would think that would be stressful to borrow money from people, but that, that's, that's beyond my, my knowledge. Um, I did uh, leave him at the bar, but I think he was paying his tab. So if he did uh, leave right behind me, it would have only been moments after I left. So you didn't see him leaving the bar? You no. saw him just settling up, or what appeared to be him yes. settling up with the bartender? Yes. You see him arguing with anybody in the bar during the night? No. That's why I believe this might be a, a mistaken identity. Uh, he he's very unassuming. You know, he dresses very flamboyantly, but he doesn't. He's very passive. 
I can't see him getting wrapped up. He's got a good enough job that pays well enough. Right. Um, but he doesn't, as far as I know, whatever work he does, uh, it doesn't strike me as flashy or somebody for whom you would want to ransom. Um, but he, he does look unique, so I don't know who else these people could be looking for other than he dresses above his station. So, you know, you're, it seems like you're asking me if he's in in with the bad people that might be going after him. He may fit the part of, of that. I mean, especially with, with the gangs in that area of the city. You know, the, the, the Knox and crime family is pretty big up there. The Forsaken are big up there. And, they're you know, obviously, you know, they're fighting each other. Um, I don't know what any of that would have to do with Floon. I'm just very concerned. He's never he's never gone missing for this amount of time. How long have you known him for? A few years. He is a great patron to have with you when you suffer from writer's block. He is my muse. To some, that might sound like I'm using him, but he truly is a friend. Uh, at this point, Maximo comes back. He's kind of his fat hands are holding four or five uh, glasses, tankards, as he's trying to stumble to set them down. Who else is at this table? It's just her, her bodyguard, uh, the man that you met downstairs, you and Maximo. Okay. We're gonna have to at one point, if time allows, we're gonna have to do a history of Harrison and Maximo. We'll have to like a backstory. It. Yeah, a nice okay. little backstory. I could play out a backstory. With yeah, you. yeah, yeah. I think that'd be fun because he's a douchebag. I, I just want to show like how my disdain is like grown for him over the years of our friendship. <laughs> you know. Well, we've made it canon that he never gets the correct information, or at least enough information. Right, right. Uh, and that seems like that would fit Maximo's character. Yeah, I like that. What's the uh, what's the bodyguard doing? The, the, the bodyguard is the, the bodyguard is the guy who was downstairs that led us upstairs. Okay, yes. what, what's he doing the whole time that this is uh, that she's kind of breaking down this information? Bodyguard type stuff. So he's just standing there. Yeah, standing there, scanning the room. Okay. When you would talk, you know, he would maybe more out of politeness than anything. Like if you if you're the third wheel in right. a conversation, you kind of look to the people who are talking. So he'll do that in between watching the room. Okay. Um, you do get the sense that nobody really cares who this person is and that she has a bodyguard more maybe you're not sure if it's ego or just because she's half crazy right uh, she might feel she's self-important yeah you don't feel like she really needs yeah well i mean she's an author of an encyclopedia i can't imagine too many people going after her that she's going to be stepping on toes writing right. an encyclopedia um what i will say yeah, Harrison will take a sip, and um, as a matter of fact, I will take a sip. Oh, cheers, by the way. These aren't bad. No. Still clank. I have no problem helping you, and I have no problem taking your gold. Is that the gold? Oh, uh, sorry, that was Whitmore. <laughs> uh, Maximo looks on and notices the bags. Is that gold? I just, like, side-eye him. Like, come on, guy. I have a little more, like, couth. 
you know? He does not pick up on it. No, he I'm sure he doesn't. He, he reaches for the gold fast enough that he can grab it without somebody stopping him, but slow enough where they could object. Nobody does. He grabs the bag and, of course, opens it and starts counting. <laughs> oh, sorry, I just had to lean back and take a deep breath. God, it's like, oh, my God. Like, I just want to, like, kill him in the bar. I feel like I cannot give you somebody competent. No. <laughs> which is great, but it tests my patience, which is nice, and I like that because sometimes I have to remember that this is not Wrath and Glory. I can't just take him and smash his face on the table. So um, what does she do when, when he kind of reaches down to, to grab the bag? Like, is this, like, off-putting to her? Yeah, a little bit. But, okay. again, she, being kind of self-important, she looks at you guys as rabble. So she, yeah, like, like uh, oh, that figures. There it is. Mm. You know, like uh, you see the Chinese person driving, and then sure enough, they cut across the three lanes without using their signal. Like there it is. <laughs> I gotcha. So, um, uh, how often when you guys are going out? How often is he gambling? I don't know. I don't know if he does it uh, as often. Uh, he's not a gambler, if that's what you're asking. Okay. To my knowledge. Did anybody stand out at the table when you guys were playing games? No. Nobody eyeballing him or you or maybe mm. based on the way that you're dressed? She uh, she kind of shrugs. No, not that I noticed. Uh, that bar is, while well, it's in a seedier area of town, um, it's not as densely packed as a place like this. So uh, Bernard here um, will only uh, accompany me when I request him if I'm coming to a busy place like this. Okay. Um, is there anybody that might be trying to get to you and in an effort to, again, come after you, they might go after your friend here? She, uh, she shoots a look up to Bernard and he kind of shrugs, um, shakes his head kind of like, mm, I don't think so. Mm, she, uh, she, I am, uh. I am, of course, a worldly person and, and a prestigious author, uh, so I'm sure I am valuable just by station alone, but uh, I've never received any direct threats. Can I make a perception check on the bodyguard? Uh, an insight? Or an insight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just engage if that look was... Man. Continuing where we left off. That's a six. I might be rolling a 12. Are these 12s? No, these are 20s. Okay, I just want to make sure because we know my knowledge of dice. You want to you give... Yeah, this won't oh, count. Oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. This won't yeah. count, but no, try no, no. Glenn. No, I don't want to try Glenn, but what I want to do is maybe put this in give the dray. Glenn's power? Yeah, yeah, we'll absorb some of his strength. There we go. Yeah, yeah, let that sit for a couple minutes. The first roll with Glenn was an 18. Yeah, fucking red dragon. Okay. Uh, so with a six, um, the only thing that you really pick up is that you get the feeling that uh, Bernard realizes that he doesn't need to be here, but he's okay taking the money. Right. That's kind of like the, no, oh, dude. Like, she she wants to pay me. Yeah. Right, one like of those. The, when he's shaking his head, it's a little bit of an eye roll, a little bit of like a, with his hands, like it's. Uh, yeah. Like, who the fuck would want to go after yeah, this Right. One, one of those. That's kind of what you pick up. Okay. All right. So I tell her, um, yeah, I have no problem trying to uh, find your friend here. 
Whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You want us to do all this work for 10 gold each? I mean, that seems pretty, pretty cheap. Uh, your friend here promised me quite a bit of money. Now you're embarrassing you're, Honestly, you're embarrassing me. Do, do, I, have to, do I have to send yeah. you down for more drinks? Well, I'm, I, I think we're worth more than 20 gold. I can send you down without you using the stairs. What? All right. So like I was saying, we'll, we'll help you find your friend. Um, Thank you so much. Um, like I said, we are the Skewer Dragon. It's in the old docks uh, district. Um, be careful over there, please. Um, but it's to the northern. It, it's past uh, the Tempestus, and it's, it's to the northern section of the city. And you're saying be careful because of the gangs out there? Yes. Understood. How do we, uh, how do we get in touch with you? How do I get in touch with you? Uh, you can... Uh, she scribbles down a couple of addresses. Um, these are the places that I frequent. And this address here, she scribbles on another address. That's my permanent residence. Uh, I'm not there often, but you can send a message to any of these places and I'll, I'll receive it. Okay. All right. So I, I lean down. I'll take the, uh, the bag off of the table. I just open it up. I just peer into it. I'm not going to, like, this fucking fool start counting the gold. It looks like roughly 10 gold. Okay. Yeah, I take it. I put it in my pocket. And uh, I'll finish my drink. And I look to Maximo and I say, come on, let's go. And he takes the gold, shoves it into his little dwarf pocket, and away he goes with you. Keeping his mouth closed until you get outside. Good. All right, so I'll li- I leave the bar. I've All right. Enough of this as place. soon as you get outside, starts huffing and puffing. <laughs> Ten gold. What are we doing? Guy, it's going to be more than 10 gold, so let's slow down. Okay. Well, you could have told me. I mean, we're partners, right? I just take a... a takes a deep breath. <laughs> just wants to, like, reset himself. Um, Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're partners. We're partners. And I kind of... I pat him on the shoulder. All right. Where don't, are we don't headed? Don't worry. Um, so here's what we're going to do. I need you to... Uh, <laughs> We're not headed anywhere together. I need you to do some uh, some information gathering for me. Okay. All right. Find out whatever you can on uh, this Cassandra Honorstone. Uh, she's an author. I mean, she told us everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, people are so honest and forthright. And while you're looking into her, also look into this bodyguard of hers. Give me... Give me a persuasion. Mm. Oh. Yeah, I'll take that one. Can we switch? Here, put this in his mouth. Come on, Glenn. Holy fucking hell. It worked. 18. Oh. Damn. All right. So he uh he meanders his way toward uh wherever. Good. Good. <laughs> to get information. As long as it's away from me. <laughs> That's all I care about. All right. So now, when you say this, uh, this bar is on the the northern end of the city. Yes. Well, let's look at it like this. Like, what time of the day are we looking at here? But basically, I'm curious to know: Do I have enough time to go now, work my way over to this bar? It's pretty far. Okay. Um, it is. It is probably evening time. I would think. Um, I believe we left off with evening, so it's probably getting a little later into the night. All right. Um, I would say 
using all of the city's uh, accoutrements to get there. You're looking at about an hour, two hours maybe to get there. And the bar that we're in now, this uh, crazy shield, how far away is this from my residence? It's in the same district, so... Okay, so relatively close. Okay. Uh, I think I'll I'll go home. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go home. So I'm going to check in with the Wafi. All right. And, uh, you know, she's uh, asking if you're hungry, that kind of thing. She's uh, putting dishes away and... Yeah, so I figure we'll we'll have dinner, um, and it'll just be a normal, boring, mundane evening. Okay. And uh, she'll ask you, of course. Uh, do you want do you want to take your gloves off? No, my hands are so cold. <laughs> okay, she, very very cold. Sure, honey. <laughs> um. All right, so we're gonna have a regular dinner, a little small talk, bullshit with the kids a little bit. Yeah, and then go to sleep. Are we gonna practice with the gloves at all? What am I gonna practice in this? Little apartment. Well, you've been I might go into the bathroom. Yeah. Again. Uh, I think, dude, Harrison has to be so frustrated. He hears this this voice in his head. He's shooting fucking die. He's almost killing himself. But you do have the power of Glenn now. No, right, we're we're gonna spend a little time in the uh, in the bathroom. That's yeah, the spirit. Come on, baby. All right. So, uh, what do you want to test out first? Let's do the crossbows. All right. Give me a 20. Not towards the bedroom. <laughs> All right, a 12. Oh, okay. A little better. Uh, do me a favor and give yourself proficiency. Mm. So I would say you're finally starting to get the hang of it. Uh, you can feel along like the, I don't know the name of the bone, but the name of the bone that's on the outside of your forearm, you can feel as the bolts kind of like raise up and reload into the crossbow as you're firing them. Yeah, it's your pelvic bone. No. No, it's not I it. I don't think... It might be the femur. Mm, or yeah. the Or the jaw. Sounds about right. Uh, and you're finally starting to get the hang of when these crossbows are deployed, you, you are starting to kind of get a, a handle on... You fire them when you want to. It's not just kind of haphazard. Um, just kind of firing willy-nilly. You're getting the hang of firing them. Okay. We want to try next. We'll move on to the daggers. All right. Give me a flat 20. 18. <laughs> Holy shit. Man. Dude, this fucking dragon, man. With an 18, give yourself proficiency, and you've realized that you have a mental attunement to these daggers. It is not, in fact linked to your wrists and the way you flick your wrists. You can decide mentally when you want these daggers to come out. Mm-hmm. Not only that, you can also determine how fast you want them to come out. Not only that, but you could decide, do you want them to come out and and end up in, with a grip in your hand, or do you want them to just protrude slightly and stay locked into the, like the rest of it locked into the gauntlet so you can stab people like Assassin's Creed? Oh, uh, yes. Okay. And you've realized that it's all linked mentally. And uh, Mage Hands, I would say that we've practiced Mage Hands enough. I'm not going to make you roll. Um, But you continue uh, to get more acclimated with what the hands are capable of and what their limitations are. Okay. And finally, give me a perception check. 
11. Oh, oh, oh doggy. Uh, so the ringing in your ears returns. And you're starting to get that weird, that weird sensation in your, in your gut. Um, and the whispers, they start off very far away, but it sounds like they're getting closer. And you hear a name amongst all the whispers. This one name is repeating over and over again. Uh, Lorsalem. Lorsalem Longjaw. And now you start getting kind of like flashes. And you get a, a, an <coughs> excuse me, an image of a dwarf in fancy clothes. Something that looks like a museum or maybe a library of some description. Then you get a very vivid image of a trap door. And an image of an old tattered parchment tied together with a string. Which I've seen before. Right? Outside of this. Didn't I didn't, didn't something happen the last time because I have written down a box with a parchment and old parchment with a string tied around yes. it? Yes. Okay, so this is just tied into that image. Got it. Got it. Got it. <clears throat> Do me a favor. Roll a 100. Is this how nauseous I get? <laughs> We're sticking with the orange. Oh, I thought I was going to fucking rock it. A two. A two. Okay. Give me a second. This is never a good look on your face. Until... This is resolved. Whenever you pass through a doorway, you must knock three times on the door if there is a door. If there is not a door, you must knock three times on the wall or the next available flat surface. So, And you will notice this as you leave the bathroom. And it's just instinctive. I do not even thinking about it. I'm a... Exactly. Okay. So I leave the bathroom. And now I would say that you kind of why did I just do that? Mm. So I just pause for a moment and then just kind of blow it off. Until I go into my bedroom to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for the sake of brevity, mm. we will assume that you do this all the time. I'm not going to remind you. I'm not going to do it for you. Oh, you don't want me to tap the microphone? No, no, no. Uh, the only time I'm going to call it out is if it will have some kind of effect. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, like we're trying to sneak into someone's house. Right, right. Or, you know, get the drop on some bad guys. Right. Um, then I will, I will mention it. Okay. All right. So I go to sleep. We'll, uh, yeah, it's time for bed. Okay. It's been a long day. <laughs> hey, we're, we're getting better with our gauntlets, so though. We got that going no, for that, us. No, that's a good thing. And, and the rolls. We'll see how long that, that holds up. Uh, so the, uh, the morning comes, and we have... Yeah, I'm going to try to wake up early so I can hopefully bypass Maximo. Okay. It'd be very quiet. 
Uh, give me a stealth check. God. 19. Yes. Come on, Glenn. You're like a ghost. Dude, this is awesome. Until I try to leave my apartment. <laughs> uh, I would say that that doesn't, that doesn't wake him up. Okay. Now, are these knocks like forceful knocks or the knocks like if you're coming in, it's just a like a tap, tap, tap. Yeah. Not a pound. I'm not right. pounding. Yeah, no, it's not like you're trying to punch through the okay. wall. It's just, so it's a just like knuckles wrapping, wrapping the knuckles yeah. on the door. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, yeah, I'm going to start making my way uh, north. All right. So are we are we looking to deal with um, these images that you got last night from your gauntlets, or are we looking to deal with uh, this this missing person? Um, it, no, we're going to work our way for the missing person. Okay. Uh, Harrison, I'm going to assume um, the way he views this, these things seem to... He has these visions, and then he finds himself working into these situations where they come to life, so to speak, like with the three sisters and things like that. Right. So instead of going out of his way to try to find that, he's going to almost like slow play and let it come to him. And hopefully as he's working his way through the city, if something kind of triggers this memory of like, you know, he had seen this, uh, the image of the museum, if he sees some ornate museum, then he's definitely going to stop and start exploring. Okay. Was it the librarian? Maybe. Okay. Well, Harrison will start piecing that together as he's okay. working his way, because I'm not going to now go back on what I said. All right. And again, well, yeah, I'm going to head. I'm going to go to this bar. All right. So uh, we're going to the northern section of the city. Correct. So I would say after a few hours, um, it's, uh, it's late morning. Now, you have no idea where you're going, so I would imagine you're going to ask around. Um... Well, she gave me a general idea, right? So I know the uh, the region of the city. So yeah. whatever, how do I get there? What kind of transportation? Is this like a horse? Nah, once you start getting towards that, uh, they, they kind of gave up trying to ingratiate the rest of the technology in this part of the city. This is kind of like a... little seedy? Yeah. The okay. other side of the tracks, as it were. Right, right. Literally and figuratively. Okay. Uh, they're tall, densely packed tenements. Uh, most of the neighborhood is in shadow because of how tall these, these buildings are. Uh... Street lamps that you see along the along the street have been smashed out. They don't have any candles inside of them, or very few at, at minimum. Uh, and the air smells like a, a fair combination of uh, salt and shit. And there's lots of rundown buildings, lots of... Uh, you'll see like a row of buildings, and there will be one that's partially or fully collapsed. And just the rubble was left there. Right. So I'm going to stay on the main path. Okay. Uh, you learn... Time? Let's see. Oh. Let's oh, see. let's see how he does. Different guy. Uh-oh. Oh, he waited for traffic. Yeah, he's a little yeah. more cautious. Yeah, he's not as aggressive. Let's see how he is at placing the can. Well, he was quick emptying it. He looks... Oh, man. He <laughs> fucking died. Oh, very gentle. And he left it in the middle of the street. <laughs> Dude, it's. I think it's over the line. I think that might get hit. That's made of rubber. Uh, it doesn't matter then. And they're gone. Did not give a fuck. <laughs> Just left. <laughs> it's like halfway out in the street. All right, well, we'll see as the day progresses yeah. if, if anybody fucking slams into if it. the day what? Progresses? Mm. Motherfucker. I know, I said progressive. 
a seven or a one. No, it's a seven. Oof. Drinky time. Ugh. Okay. Basically, my intent is to walk on like the main road. Okay. I'm not going off the main road. It's still light out, right? I would think it's yeah. like afternoon, maybe. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm gonna walk, and then if I see any businesses, then I'm gonna pop into to like a business. What's the name of uh, this part of the city again? Uh, the old dock ward. Or Old Dock City. It's got a couple of names. Um, you get the impression that it was one of the original settle, settling areas of this city. Okay. The The politicians would probably call it historic. The historic section. Oh, downtown. Right. Right, right. The okay. greater. The greater, the greater downtown Imperium <laughs> District. Yeah. All right. So as I'm, I'm working my way in, uh, in this area. Like I said, if I see any businesses along the main road, I'm going to stop in and, and see if I can. Yeah, there's um, like random eateries and uh, like Debrin versions of bodegas. Okay. I'll stop. Do they have bodega cats? Yes. Meow. Yes. Okay. Lots of cats. Good. The health department does not seem too concerned. They all. Do they get B's or A's? A's, everyone. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's amazing. So You've never seen so many A's in your life. It's up and coming. It was good. <laughs> the hipsters are moving into They're Old all Dark gourmet. Ooh, yeah. gourmet. Do they have like the chalk writing on the outside? Yeah. Ah, good, yeah. good. All right. So it's very pleasant. Until mm. people get shot and then like customers yeah. are stepping over them. Right. Exactly. Oh, normal. That's normal. All right. So I'll walk into one of these little corner stores. Okay. And, um, Maybe look and see if I can grab myself something to snack on. Sure. And as I bring it up to the keeper, I'll pay for it and ask him uh, if he can uh, point me in the direction of the good old skewer dragon. Uh, yeah, so he tells you it's between Net Street and Fillet Lane. And uh, he points uh, in, in the general direction of where you would find that. All right, so I make my way over there. So... Uh, as you turn a corner heading towards this uh, location, you find yourself on a street that's been cordoned off by the Thunder Force. Uh, on the street are six or seven corpses. Uh, they seem to be the victims of some kind of skirmish. Uh, the Thunder Force have disarmed and arrested three blood-drenched people, and they're in the midst of questioning witnesses. The uh, the guys that are in custody, are they all wearing like the same sort of outfit? Like basically, my my question is like, is it easy to look at them and and kind of discern whether or not they're part of uh, the gangs that this woman was telling me about? They um, they don't necessarily look like they're wearing the same things, uh, but you could tell that they're they're friendly at minimum. To each other. Yeah. Not so much to the Thunder Force. Right. Okay. All right, maybe I'll, I'll kind of pause and just observe what's going on here. All right, so the three uh, the three guys that are in custody are on their knees. Uh, they're, if they did have weapons, they don't have them anymore. Again, you can see the, the Thunder Force uh, just asking random questions to people. The uh, the The dead in the street... Far from me? Uh, no, close enough. Close enough that I can look and see. I just I look real quick. Nobody fitting a close description of uh, the no, friends. But you notice that they're wearing some kind of strange porcelain masks. Or 
if they're not wearing the mask, the mask is somewhere close to their body. Okay. Well, this is Pete Harrison's interest. I'm just curious now what the uh, the guys who are being questioned by the Thunder Force are saying to the Thunder Force in regards to what's going on. The the three guys that are together. Correct. Uh, it doesn't look like they're being questioned yet, or you missed it. One or the other. Okay. But they're all just on their knees. That you could tell that they were taken captive by the Thunder Force in yes. regards to this. Okay. And the Thunder Force are questioning other people. Uh, yes. All right. I'm just within earshot. I just want to see if I can hear anything in regards to uh, this. A couple of people may have heard something, heard some fighting in the street. Uh, as of right now, there's no direct eyewitnesses to the fight. So when I was at that dinner and the high commander named me a justiceer, mm-hmm. does that come with any sort of credentials? Yeah. Yeah. You have a, a remember that kid tried stealing your credentials? Oh, shit. That's right. That son of a bitch. Yeah. A lot of stuff going on up here. Right in that area. Right, just here. Yeah. Was that the frontal lobe? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the prenatal cortex. Oh, pre... Yeah. Prenatal? Sure. I'll roll. Prenatal. Is is this a 20? Fucking son of a bitch. Oh! That was an 8. Look at that. You pleased yourself and you kept yourself honest. All right, I'm going to walk over to uh, the Thunder Force. So, uh, instinctively, the, the soldier tries putting his hand out to stop you from getting too close to the I draw my dagger. Scene. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> it would be fun, though. There are no doors, right? He's the, I don't know. No, no doors. Okay, good, no good, good. Um, very, as, as, what's the word I'm looking for? As, like, low-key as I can, mm-hmm. I show him my ID. I'm not trying to identify myself to anybody. Right. So, so he glances down and um, looks a little panicked, like, oh, man, am I going to get in trouble for trying to stop you? And uh, quickly uh, moves out of your way. All right. But I, I just put my hands on his shoulder and I say, everything is fine. What uh, what happened here? Uh, these gang fights. Looks like these three uh, got the jump on these uh, six or seven fellows over here and took them out. Who are these guys? What's the significance of these masks? Uh, the masks, these guys are uh, part of the Noxon crime family. Okay. Uh, and these fellows here, uh, they haven't admitted it, but uh, they're pretty obviously forsaken. You can see their their tattoo on the back of their neck. And if you look at the back of their neck, the, the guard points out that you can see uh, like some kind of dragon or some other lizard-like tattoo on the back of their neck. Which, now that you're closer, now you can see what links these three guys together. Okay. By his reaction, can I, uh, can I get the idea as to whether or not this is commonplace for this area? They don't seem overly, like, holy shit, there's dead bodies. Right, right. Okay. All right, I thank him, and I, uh, I'll leave. Do you want to talk to the three? Uh... No. Okay. No, I don't care. No, I'm going to continue to make my way to fucking Net Street. All right. Uh, as you uh, as you meander your way toward roughly where you think you're going, you do notice a shop that stands out from the rest of them. Uh, it's, it's got a very deep, almost like regally uh, purple facade. Uh, and it's window. There's a sign hanging. And it says, Old Zalab Shop. 
and that's spelled uh, X O B O. Uh, I'm sorry, X O B L O B. Windows on the front. Yeah, there's a window with the sign of the, the name of the shop hanging in the window. Okay, I'll peer through the window. What um, it looks, it's open, uh, but it, it looks very dark on the inside, and everything from what you can see looks like it's purple. Hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna step inside. Uh, is it? O- it's open. Yes. Obviously, you said yep. so. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'll do. I'll. I'll knock, and uh, Harrison goes inside. All right. Uh, a cloud of lavender, like uh, lavender and, and like a juniper, almost uh, purple smoke travels out of the shop's door as you open it, and all the walls are purple. The ceiling is purple. There's purple uh, decor hanging. There's purple carpeting, or, or at least throw rugs on the ground. Uh, and there's a bald, rickety old dwarf uh, sitting cross-legged on the counter. And he's, of course, wearing robes. And they are colored. Yellow? Oh, so close. Damn. Purple. Damn it. You notice that the, the lavender and juniper smells are coming from nothing other than his pipe. Oh, I like this guy. So he's puffing away on his pipe with this lavender and very um, hypnotic smell almost coming out of the pipe. And uh, he welcomes you to the shop. He comes waving you in and he asks you to behold the most curious curiosity. I just kind of throw him a wave and uh, I'm going to walk around the shop. Okay. What does he sell like, like tobacco and oils and shit like that? Like, is that oh, kind of yep. a shop? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm gonna grab something for the wifey. Okay. Um, he sells an assortment of all kinds of shit. Give me, give me a d twenty. Six. You find. Uh, you got a six, you said? Yeah, yeah, six. Okay. Now give me a 1d6. One. All right. So for six gold, uh, you find uh, like a purple um, stone carved like jewelry box. Fairly, you know, fairly small. Would fit in just larger than the palm of your hand. Okay. Yeah, I'll grab it. Uh, so he... Uh, he sells it to you. He's very excited uh, and asks you if you have anything that you could sell him. What is it you're interested in? Anything purple. All things purple. That's right. All right. What a fine gameplay session by your friends here at the Dyson Pipes radio program. Uh, so... I'm leaving for vacation. Very excited. I'll be out in the mountains. Mm. I'm going to bring my laptop and work on campaign stuff. Oh, good, good, good. That's what one does in the mountains. Yes. I, ooh, on Friday when this is recording, I'm going to get my car inspected. And now after all this bicycle talk, I think I'm going to take my bike, throw it in my trunk, drop the car off, and go bike home. And I'm going to be a rebel, though. I don't own a helmet. Oh, fuck. The fucking cops around here, they're going to pull me over. They see everything. Do they pull you over on a bicycle, or do they just stop you? 
You should pull over a car, right? You stop a pedestrian. That's, a, that's or, an interesting uh, conflict of n- nomenclature? nomenclature. Oh, why did I even why did I even say that for you? Spell nomenclature. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> N O R M A N C L A T C H E R. Nomenclature. Nope. <laughs> it's not Norm from Cheers. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, now, if uh, if any of you whiskey dicks out there would like to send us a toast, uh, send us what you would like us to toast, why you hate it, and uh, give us uh, you know, something to promote your Twitter, your Insta chats. Or like my friend Guy Kane in his book, Tales of Junction. In the break, I read the book, and I think it's fascinating. No, you didn't. No, I did. But only the sections that he wrote. The other authors, go fuck yourself. Interesting. Which sections did he write? Every other fourth one. It doesn't say. No, I just know because he, he sent it in the uh, in the email. I think you're a liar and a thief. That's what I think. A thief. A thief. What the fuck is a thief? Like a thief lane? Email liar and a thief. Oh, boy. Him have the white bike. <laughs> Boomba clot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> that is another riveting episode of yeah. Dyson Pipes. Next week will be somewhat normal. Mm, nah, not likely. Not. We already recorded next week's episodes and they, they are, are fucking disaster. Fucking weird. They are so strange. So uh, to, uh, to nomenclature. There's no R. All right. mm. To Google. 97. Search engine. To Serbia. Oh. No, no. No, they're, they're, they're military heroes. Possibly. Or fine Serbians. Either way. Either, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to the white bikes. On every corner. To dice. And pipes. Seat of a bike. <laughs>